This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. What's up with the Auto Workers Union? What's up with the UAW? What's up with my union that I've been a member of for over 40 years? Well, I recently got some information about the upcoming elections. This is after the convention. The convention is going to be in July, and the convention is going to change the way they elect the top leaders of the International Executive Board of the United Auto Workers Union. According to this latest information, November the 18th will be the last day for members to place their ballots in the mail to make sure that their ballots get accepted by November the 28th, which is the deadline. Now this particular election is going to be run by the government. You see, the auto workers union got in trouble with the government. There will be, in general, two large groups competing in the election that takes place in November. The largest group of all will consist of the people that are in now, the incumbents, the people who are running things, the three top officers, a president and two vice presidents, and the eight regional directors, which makes up the International Executive Board. One of the other group that will be running against the incumbents is going to be coming from an insurgent group called the Union for All Workers with Democracy, UAWD. UAW, of course, stands for United Auto Workers, but UAWD is Union for All Workers with Democracy. So they are claiming that they will be able to restore the greatness of what once was the greatest union in America. Looking back many, many years, you can see that the Auto Workers Union was the first great success of the Congress of Industrial Organizations. It was strong enough that they were able to help get many other unions going, and the Congress of Industrial Organizations changed American labor for good and it was a very welcome change, a very good change. The Auto Workers Union also pioneered civil rights in the labor movement. Prior to the formation of the, of the Auto Workers Union, the unions were quite content to just let Jim Crow go on. In fact, Jim Crow was the rule of the day in most of the unions back in those days, before 1935. In 1935, a bunch of auto workers began to organize or began to come together because they had already been organizing and they were democratically organized. They were what's called an industrial union as opposed to a craft union. This was a gigantic turning point in the American labor movement and it is to the credit of the auto workers union that they did it. The great strike at General Motors in 1937, gave them their first really big contract with General Motors. It wasn't a great contract. It didn't give them a whole lot of stuff, 
It just said that they would be able to represent the members. They built on that and made the auto workers contracts the envy of all working people in the United States. And to a large extent, they still are. Some of the people working in auto plants today are making more money, have better health care, and better pension plans than just about any workers in America today. However, they took a turn in 1946, along with most of American unions. This was an anti-communist turn, and it led them to become what's called business unionists. In other words, they got along just fine with the companies. Now, during that period, from 1946, say, to 1965 or so, America was sitting on top of the world, and the companies went along with the unions, and many of the labor leaders of that period are still exalted, in fact, idolized, because they got good contracts during that period. But frankly, they'd have had to have been pretty stupid not to get good contracts in a period when the United States was dominating the entire world economically. People like Albert Shanker of the Teachers Union are venerated in the Teachers Union today, whereas if they were judged fairly, they might really not have been that great. It was the period that they were in. And Walter Ruther, of course, was the dominant leader of the Auto Workers Union from 1946 until his death, which I believe was 1971. Walter Ruther got very good contracts for the auto workers unions. And, of course, it came because that was the period that they were in. But something else happened. When the companies and the unions began to be friends and they relied on business unionism to get good contracts, they stopped relying on a militant membership. The members no longer had much of a role. And in fact, the members today in the Auto Workers Union might be described as not really knowing what's going on, not really sure what to do about it, or anything else. However, they did come through in a referendum election earlier this year. The government forced the Auto Workers Union into a referendum as to how the leadership was going to be elected. You could either choose to change the way leadership was being elected, or you could, change, you could choose to keep the leadership the way it was. The way it was that the leadership was elected at conventions. The conventions were very tightly controlled by the union staff, and it was pretty much a given that everybody that wanted to be reelected was going to get reelected. So the Auto Workers Union had the same leadership, the leadership that was set up by Walter Ruther in 1946, until recently, until now. The Administrative Caucus, set up by Walter Ruther, has ruled the UAW since 1946 to today. The referendum said that they would stop letting the conventions choose the leadership and instead have a general vote of all members vote by mail. 
the referendum passed handily by, I would say, 64% of the members who voted, voted for the referendum. And even the retirees, as far as I was able to figure out, the retirees voted by 56% in favor of change. That's the good news, I guess, if you're in for change. The bad news is that only 35% of the members of the Auto Workers Union, only 35% of the eligible voters bothered to vote at all. All they had to do was mark a couple of X's on a ballot that they received from the government and turn it in. But they didn't do it. I recently attended a meeting of the UAWD insurgent group. It was my first meeting. And I was not surprised to hear people say that in my local, people just don't know what's going on. In my local, people aren't sure if there's anything they can do about it. In my local, turnout was terrible in the last elections. So I ask a question. I asked the UAW people who were assembled if they knew about other unions. I wanted to know if the auto workers union was really the worst or if all American unions had a problem of their members just not knowing what to do. And I knew that there was at least one person there whose name I recognized from the New Directions movement back in the 1980s when we actually did try to change the UAW and were defeated, roundly defeated, by the Administrative Caucus. The person answered me right away and she said, that the UAW has done a great job of beating the members down and making them think they don't matter. She said, in fact, the UAW had done a better job than many other unions in convincing that the membership, convincing the membership that whatever happens, there's really nothing you can do about it. She said that the UAW was a particularly bad example However, she said, it would be wrong to call that apathy. The members of the UAW are not apathetic. They really care what's going to happen. They really care how well their union is functioning. They just don't see what they can do about it. As soon as I finished with that question and, and the knowledgeable person answered, all the hands went up and everybody had a comment. One of the people from a different local said, we didn't even know there was an administrative caucus. And I think that's true of many people in the union. But in general, they agreed that people in the auto workers union really do care and really do want to make a difference. Unfortunately, they're probably just going to vote against the leadership without uh, understanding the issues or what can be done about it. That's what they did on the referendum earlier this year. The leadership, of course, wanted to keep things the way they are because that's how they have been elected ever since 1946. But the membership said no. When they voted, and not very many voted, but when they voted, they said they wanted something different. 
and I think they would probably have said, we want anything different. Now, a lot of people think that the big issue in the auto workers union is corruption. And it's true that the government has indicted several top leaders, including two ex-presidents of the auto workers union, has been, have been indicted for forms of corruption. However, the amounts of money involved, I think in every case, were less than their salaries. So there really wasn't uh, corruption at the level that you see in corporations all the time. There was some corruption, and that's why the government forced them into this whole business of the referendum and now the election that will be coming in November. But that's not the problem. The problem is that the membership has been left out of the UAW for so long that they simply don't know what to do. They don't treat us like members of importance, and instead they treat us like mushrooms. Mushrooms, as you know, are kept in the dark and fed manure. And that's pretty much what's been going on with the Auto Workers Union since 1946. There's a big chance to overcome it this year, and it may very well be overcome. We'll have to see how it turns out. I'm proud of the people that are struggling to change things, even though some of them may simply be just anti-leadership people. I've never subscribed to the idea that we need to turn out our leadership just because we don't like the way things are going. The problem in the union movement is and has always been the bosses, not our leadership, not our unions. But if we can get better leadership, maybe we can deal with the bosses better. So let's see what happens in November. Let's see if the auto workers union takes a turn. If it does, it could very well have a very significant effect on the entire labor movement and the future of our country. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.